Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Build a Creature. My name is Abraham A and today we're going to continue building random monsters using the roll of a few dice and a couple of tables. After we roll the dice we'll create their stat block then create an encounter for anyone to use in the next Dungeons and Dragons game. Remember to check out Build a Creature on Instagram to see last week's monster, the Ramsaw. So this episode let's start by rolling out alignment first just to change it up a bit. So on the alignment table, a 1 to 2 is good, a 3 to 4 is neutral, and a 5 to 6 is evil. Now time to send it down the tower. Ooh, neutral, which means they try to avoid conflict and take a side. They try to avoid moral conflicts and whatnot. Okay, so uh, let's see where this creature can be found. And that is a 4, a forced, or a 4 est. <laughs> Sorry, moving on to the creature's size, we'll be rolling a 6-sided dice. And that is a six and a six on the table is gargantuan. This thing is massive, like the size of a house. It'll take up uh, 20 by 20 feet on a battle mat. So think of a house sized monster. Next, let's roll for creature type, uh, the 20 sided die. And remember, 15 to 19 is a reroll and a 20 is two types. Okay, so I got a 10, which is humanoid, but in Dungeons and Dragons, humanoids kind of have a set size. So I'm gonna reroll. And now I got a fiend. So a fiend is, uh, this fiend is neutral, extremely big, and lives in the forest. So in the lore of Dungeons and Dragons, there are like three main types of fiends, which are demons, which are chaotic evil, brutal and ruthless. They only crave blood. Then there are devils, which are fiends. They're like demons in the sense that they are also brutal and ruthless, but they are contract bound by a master most of the time. And the last type is the Yurgoloth, Yurigoloth, Yugoloth, however you want to say it. And they are in the middle. So they can be reasoned with, but are hardly contract bound. They only live to serve themselves. They are their own master. And that's what I'm going to use for this gargantuan fiend. They are best described as fiend mercenaries. You can buy them, but someone else can buy them for the better price and they will quickly change sides. But there are many different types of Yugoloths, Yugoloths. There are ones made for war, hound-like ones, and vor, which are big and designed for one purpose. But I think we can have the most fun with the Oniolath. Oniolath are disease-ridden creatures, or I guess disease-ridden fiends. They carry plague and pestilence with them wherever they go. So they're usually very slim and lanky with long claws on the end of their hands and a ram-like head, in the sense that they have wool that kind of covers their eyes, but it's all full of pus and matted and disgusting. And they got two horns that come out of the side of their head. This is what we're going to use, a plague-based Yugoloth. Yugoloth called an Oniolath. But this isn't just any Oniolath. It's the big-ass Oniloth. Oniolath, Oniloth, however you want to say it, this is the big-ass Oniolath. So let's get to rolling its stats. Like last time, I will be rolling a 20-sided dice for all stats. So up first is strength. And that is 11. 11's pretty decent. It's like right smack dab in the middle. Next is dexterity, which is gonna be a four. So it's not well at avoiding things. Uh, constitution is up and it is another 11. All right. Uh, next up is gonna be intelligence, which is a 14. And then time for wisdom. And that is an 18, which is gonna be its highest stat so far. Now for Charisma, 
and that's going to be a 16. Alright, so we got all of its stats rolled out, now let's talk about its abilities, skills, all the meat of its actual monster stat block. So, the big-ass Oniolath is a gargantuan fiend that is neutral evil. Their skills include deception, intimidation, and perception. They have damage resistance to fire, lightning, non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. They are immune to acid and poison. They are vulnerable to cold and radiant damage, and they cannot be or cannot get the condition of poison, which is different from poison damage. Being poisoned means at the start of every turn you take a little bit of extra damage, while poison damage is just taking extra dice damage when you get hit. And they have... This one has zero movement because it is massive and it's big. Think of like very bloated, oversized creature that isn't good at moving. They have blind sight and dark vision for 60 feet and a passive perception of 18. The languages they speak are abyssal and infernal, and one of its main abilities is called Bringer of Plagues. Once a day, as a bonus action, the Oniolath blights the area around it within 30 feet. Making the area blight means all the plants in the area wither and die, and if someone is healed in this zone, the healing is halved. So if you try to heal someone for 14, they're only getting 7. Also, they have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects, and the Oniolaths weapons are magical. So as its actions, it has multi-attack. So first, in the multi-attack, the Oniolath is going to use Transfixing Gaze, which is when the Oniolath targets one creature it can see within 30 feet, the target must make a DC 17 wisdom saving throw against the magic or be charmed until the end of the Oniolath's next turn. While charmed, the target is restrained, so they cannot move. If the target succeeds the saving throw, however, then it is immune to the gaze for the next 24 hours. So, after its transfixing gaze hits or misses, they are going to make two claw attacks. It's a melee weapon attack to hit. It's going to have plus zero because that was its strength. It's going to have a reach of 15 feet because it is big. Uh, it can only target one person, and on a hit, the target takes three d6 so three six-sided dice plus four slashing damage plus four ten-sided dice rolls of necrotic damage i also gave them acidic spits the oniolath spits at a creature the target must make a dc 16 dexterity check or take six six-sided dice of acid damage on a successful save the target only takes half that damage uh just to give the oniolath a little bit of movement i also gave them teleport so, they can teleport up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space they can see, and it brings any equipment or stuff it was carrying throughout. Alright, now that that's over, let's start the encounter. But before that, check this out. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, pardon me, I was absorbed in thought. I am Owen McClendon, and welcome to The Fire Fades, a Dark Souls podcast. On this podcast, I will tell the stories of some of Dark Souls' most memorable characters. If you're a fan of From Software and their wonderful games, or you enjoy dark fantasy and storytelling, this podcast may be for you. Whether you like to engage in jolly cooperation, or you like to travel on your own, it's nice to learn stories of ages past and those who inhabited and traveled these strange lands before us. So please, come rest by the bonfire and listen to my tales. While you're here, would you be so kind as to provide some kindling for the flame? You can do so by subscribing to the podcast on your favorite platform. Thank you, friend. Be safe. And don't you dare go hollow.
this is not going to be an easy encounter. You should use the big ass Oniolath as a big bad or a big boss that the party must fight. This is not going to be a walk in the park for your players. This is going to be a grueling and tough fight. So to begin the encounter, let's say your party was hired to chase a famous gnome thief who stole from the king. This gnome is on the run and the party sees him in the forest and they chase after him. While giving chase, Allegen, the gnome, stops, pulls out a bottle of green liquid, kind of sloshing around. It doesn't look right. And he pricks his finger and drops some blood in. And up out of this massive puff of green smoke appears the big ass Oniolath. Now, they exchange words, but these words they exchange are not in common or gnomish. These words are in Abyssal and Infernal. If the party speaks Abyssal or Infernal, they may have a chance to understand what the interaction is between these two. Basically, Allegen asks the Oniolath, or Allegen offers the Oniolath treasure if they will stop the party in their tracks and not pursue them. The Oniolath takes a bag from the gnome and agrees, and it turns to face the party and it speaks in Infernal first, basically saying, do you have better treasure? And if they don't understand Infernal, he asks again in Abyssal, do you have better treasure or will you be the fertilizer for the new life that grows after my plague is gone? That'll wrap up this episode of Build a Creature. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out my Instagram at Build a Creature for updates, stat blocks, and more.